dropped the F-bomb right off the bat, so I might as well just play it. Okay. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and forced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Yeah. No, I'm but seriously, what the out. fuck are you doing? I'm just getting toned. I'm getting you're, toned. You're working your abs? Yeah. That's not what it looks like you're doing. Honestly, what I thought you were doing was I thought you were trying to recreate that Olivia Newton-John video. <laughs> Which one was that? <gasps> you know? You know this song. She's so good. Oh my god. You know this song or not? Yes. What's the name of the song? Um, you don't know the song. Oh my god. I'm. You're so embarrassing, Sarah. I don't know the chorus. See, now it makes sense with that weird bicycle move you're doing. I'm sitting back on the chair and I'm moving my legs up and down. I'm like a bicycle, like a like a weird '80s bicycle move. It's literally like they're doing it. Oh my god, this fat guy's doing that same move right now in the video. I want to be a lean, mean, hot machine in 2016. Really? Yeah, I'm just getting lean and toned. What do you think, Joe? You look toned? So what are you going to do in 2017 when none of that rhymes anymore? <laughs> I'll come up with a new rhyme. Okay. I'm just trying to get my body tight. And how does it look? Because, you know, my tummy's like my loose, you know, there's a lot of jiggle there. So I'm, I'm trying to really tighten it up. Honestly, you yeah. have a post, you have a postnatal body. <laughs> Like you know that, right? Yeah. Well, I look like I've already given birth. You look like I you've got, already like, given a birth. Pouch. Like I've hooked up. You know what I mean? Like I've hooked Some up with my fair share that. of uh, of mothers. Yeah. Right. And like they have the same pouch that you have. Only they've actually given birth two, maybe three times. <laughs> you hooked up with a woman who had three kids. Yeah. Oh and I hooked up with. I dated a woman that had two chi- children. That is amazing. You as Whatever a stepdad you... is so funny because you actually would be a great stepfather, but then you as a stepdad is so funny. Oh, I'm con- I'm sorry. You must be confused. I don't meet them. They meet you. No, 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 no. I refuse to meet the kids. I won't meet the kids. Oh, you never meet the children. No, I hell see. no. I see. Oh, well, welcome to the podcast. We are your hosts, Sarah Frazier and Sammy Kay. Thank you guys so much for listening, for sharing our pod. Do us a favor today. If you have a few extra minutes at work, review us on iTunes. The show is Hey Frage. Please leave us a great review. Leave us an honest review. What do you want to hear more of? We really appreciate it. Uh, and we love being on Podcast One. So thank you. And if you're an Android user, you can check us out there. Uh, tons to get to on the show. Deep thoughts from the men on Tinder. Yes, it's happening. First of every month. I know I'm a little late. It's kind of the middle of the month. Oh, God. Did you get nervous sometimes when you're late like this? <laughs> no, I don't get late anymore. I've got the IUD. It's solid as a rock. No, I'm talking, wait, I'm talking oh. about Tinder, Sarah. What are you talking about? <laughs> Shut up. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know. Um, anyway, deep thoughts from the men on Tinder. We have to get to that. You will never believe what Weight Watchers sent women so they could so-called have better sex. This has backfired on them big time. And when you hear this, I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Uh-huh. And then, do you really believe that there are elves in Iceland who will just disrupt construction sites? Elves? Yes, like elves. I, you know, I do I do feel like there are... Here's the thing. I feel like there may not be elves, per se, but I feel like there are these random, just, like, groups of, you know, 
inbred families and stuff that just, you know, keep on, like, that just kind of live in the woods and shit. I feel like there's got to be a few uh, of those around the world. Okay, well, a major news outlet has done a story, and uh, there's a large por- portion of Icelandic residents who actually believe that elves will disrupt certain construction sites. And uh, I'll tell you who they think those elves are, because they, people believe that the, these elves are, like, real. Oh, really? Yeah, completely real. Awesome. All that to come. Uh-huh. How are you doing? Your dad has gone back to Florida. How's, yes. how's life going? Uh, good. I mean, he's a party animal. What can I say? Oh, my God. Sammy Sammy has told me over the past couple of days his schedule with his dad coming to visit from Florida. And you guys have been raging, like, all hours of the night. I mean, it's crazy. Because he, my dad also is one of those guys that he's uh, he, he likes to brag the fact that he's he hasn't had an alarm clock in 20 years. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god, he, he just naturally he's, is up. No, he's never woken up to an alarm clock in 20 years because he just wakes up when he wants to. He goes to bed when he wants to. He's his own boss. He's been able to do that forever, right? So, if he decides so there's random days like, you know, even in Florida that he'll be up till 3 4 in the morning just hanging out watching TV and stuff, you know? So oh he's god. here now and he's in the city and he's like well, all right. It's 1030 right now. I'm kind of hungry. Where can we go eat? And I was like, Dad, the only places open are going to be Korean joints out in Virginia, out like 30 minutes out in Virginia. So we drive out to there. We eat until 1230. And then he's like, well, let's go in the city and have a drink. So we're 30 minutes back in the city, oh, hanging out, you know, partying. My cousin happens to also randomly be here at the same time for business with his winery that he works for. Has it killed you to have to make so many trips to Virginia over oh my the past God. couple you, of days? You know how much I hate Virginia. <laughs> Like, Excuse me, I'm a Virginian, and I I resent yeah, that. I get people resent when I say that too. But hold the thing, like they understand why. I live in the city, in the middle of everything, so I never really need to leave my little nook ever. True. I only I seriously only leave to go to the huge Korean grocery stores. That's the only reason I ever leave. So your dad is back in Florida. I, I just I, dropped. I mean, he's not back yet, but I literally dropped him off at the airport. His flight's taking off in like twenty minutes. Did your dad have a really thick accent? I can't remember. No, yeah, I make him sound like he has a thick accent. Oh, okay. But he just sounds like foreign, but you don't understand where. So, so people in the South think he's from New York. Sometimes oh. they go, "Oh, is that accent from New York?" And I'm like, "What? <laughs> what the hell?" Oh, my God. I can't believe people think he's from New York. Because I just remember one time when we were on a radio station, he called in and sang a song. And he had, like, a sweet little voice. I mean, he does. He's got, like, a little bit of an accent, you know. And when he says stuff, it's... Like, my favorite thing that he says is, you know, go make yourself a bowl of cereals. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe and I didn't I was like, wait, see what? He's, I was like, he's like, yeah. He's like, you're hungry? Go make yourself a bowl of cereals. And I was like, a cereal? He goes, are you having one or are you having many? Cereals. <laughs> And he insists. Do you see the same attitude as you, too? My dad is worse than me. If <laughs> I, like, if I, Think about, okay, you know how you say, Sammy, oh, my God, God forbid when you become an old man? Yeah. When you're just really not going to give a fuck anymore? He's there. Oh, like, God. and I'm telling you, I'm actually worried because I think he's three years away from just literally becoming a complete nudist. And, like, you know, like to the point of not giving to giving such little fucks that he's just going to walk around naked and join a nudist colony and, like, do, like, stupid shit like that. Oh, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's out there making fun of people, joking around with everybody. Like, he has no shame. He's, you know, making inappropriate jokes in front of people. It was fantastic. Oh, God. Sammy, it's Zero shame. It's hysterical, hysterical. Um, A couple of stories I want to talk about. And then we need to get to this because you got, did you get like a birthday invite or a Facebook invite from the woman who broke your penis? Well, that just kind of blew that whole story. (laughs) That was like, that was the punchline there. But yeah. I was going to tell you about the most awkward invite I just got. Well, I mean, sorry. What do I? I always give it away. I guess you do. 
Well, no. Do you want to know what it was? Yeah, I can tell you right now. now. Okay. Because you tell me this yesterday, and I'm like, what the hell? Well, in the middle of the show, I look at my email, because I have my email up sometimes, okay. and it pops up, and I was like, what? Going away happy hour? And I read the name, and I was like, oh, this is this girl that, you know... I used to, you know, hook up with. Hook up with, we kind of, you know, whatever. Saw each other for a hot second, nothing too big. Well, she writes, first off, as you all know, which I clearly don't know because I don't ever speak to her anymore. But she writes that she's going away, moving to the West Coast, and she's having a happy hour, right? And she's inviting all these people. But here's the thing I think. Yeah. That it was on accident. Oh. Or I think it's a setup. I can't decide what, but all I know is it's a mistake for me to go. Do we are we mutual friends with this person no, on Facebook? You're not. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Okay. So when you guys briefly dated though, you did have a No, we like yeah, we went out one night. We went out to like Philadelphia, I think, just to like spend the night and just go party and to go see a concert. And you know, we're doing it, right? Because that's what people do. Right. After okay. a night like that. <laughs> okay. And uh, next thing you know, you know, I'm going Pretty aggressively, I guess, from the, the, the derriere portion. And uh, I missed, hit the ass bone, and then I just hear this. <gasps> oh! And I was just like, she's like, what was that? And I was like, oh my god, I don't know. And I just kind of passed out. And then I got up and I was just like all fucked up and shit. And I couldn't like, I was in so, so much pain. So you literally... So I broke my penis, right? And the other thing, the last three times I've seen this girl in public, either she's been with somebody and I've mentioned the fact that she broke my dick just to be an <laughs> asshole... Or she'll be with a bunch of girls and stuff, oh and then God. she'll be like, oh, my God, that's the guy whose penis I broke. And, like, she'll announce it to an entire bar. So it's kind of one of those things that, you know, I like it's one, it's one that she likes to bring it up because she knows it's, like, one of my lowest points of my life. What did you and, have to do after that? Do you have to put it in, like, a splint or something? No, Sarah, what I did after that, I, I literally rested. went to the bathroom. I, I want to say I put on my boxers. I walked and I got some ice. Iced it for a hot second. Passed out. She left the next morning, and I just laid there in pain for, like, two more hours, and I got up, and, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I just, I know that's possible. I just can never imagine, like, what kind of position. That's what uh, it sounds like, Sarah. Uh, I guess the muscle just gets, what, pulled in too many directions or something? No, pretty much. It's like, if you think about it, it's like this huge cartilage, so it's like a bone, right? Yeah. It's like this big piece of cartilage, and so when you hit, like, a hard thing, like an ass bone, you know? Oh, God. Right? It just starts to bend, and sooner or later it bends, and just like think about like a think about like a plastic tube, right? You bend it, and it goes pop, and it just oh. breaks. That's oh. how it was, Sarah. Lord, oh my God, that is scary. Um, a couple of stories I want to talk about for the ladies. First of all, Sammy, I'm sure. I mean, neither one of us at this point can afford a pair of Yeezys sneakers, a pair of or high heels. Um, I don't know if I want the Yeezys. I don't know if I'd want them anyways. The Yeezys Season 2 collection shoes, you're not interested in them? No. Well, now online, there's this entire DIY video that is completely going viral of a woman who will show you how to make, essentially, a knockoff pair of Yeezys. And they actually look really good, where you just take some socks and you essentially pull the socks over these Yeezys, uh, over your high heels, and then you have the shoes. Look at this. Let me see. Doesn't that look really good? I think that's impressive. I mean, and then she looked, and then she's got the Yeezys. But you're gonna walk, and you're gonna walk outside. Everyone's gonna be like, "Yo, those are just socks over high heels." What the fuck's wrong with this person? <laughs> Here, you know what you should do, Sarah. Well, that doesn't. Tonight, that looks cool though. Tonight we have a TV appearance. Okay. Yes, right? we do. We do. We have a TV appearance. You should dress like that. Okay. Like and this. See if you should wear make your own Yeezys where you just pull socks over your high heels, and then see what people tell you there. <laughs> see what they say when people ask you. Be like, what? 
They're like knockoff they, Yeezys. These are DIY Yeezys. DIY Yeezys. Season two. So you think this is ridiculous? The DIY Yeezys? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty stupid. Uh, it's you, like it's like people that buy you know like high heels and they paint the bottom red. Oh, like right. anyone that really knows, anyone that really cares is going to know that's not a fucking Louboutin shoe. Like people are going to look at that and be like, she oh, just pulled socks pulled? over her shoes. Like what the hell is that? And here's the, here's the I'm only warning you because I was that kid that used to try to DIY stuff all the time because being in Iowa, you just don't have access to a lot of this really cool shit. You know okay. what I mean? Like there's no good stores, there's no good shopping there. And so I would sit there. I remember one time I really wanted these like armbands. That they were selling at this one store, but like I saw people wearing them like on TV, but I couldn't find them anywhere in Iowa. And it was just an armband with like two blue stripes on it, right? All right. Couldn't find this fucking armband, but I really wanted it, right? And it like it went down. So I ended up taking a pair of socks, right? Like that had the blue stripe, you know, like old school high top socks. Cut that, use that as the armband. Thought no one was ever gonna notice. It's just gonna <laughs> like the armband, I'm gonna be so cool. Dude, I got harassed for Made years of? because of that one day that I wore a sock. They go, hey, man, so you still wearing socks on your arms or what? <laughs> I'm warning you, Sarah. If you do this, you'll be that guy. Okay, well, um, if you want to follow this woman, she claims you can make your own Yeezus shoes and they look just the same. Manda Jess Panda on Instagram, I if trust you're her. into that. <laughs> Um, I also love this. So I, we were teasing this, but in Iceland, they've actually done a news story that half the population there does believe that elves, um, which is a population they claim of northern Iceland, actually will disrupt construction workers who are cleaning the roadways after mudslides or building and reconstruction as well as flooding. Do you really believe these elves exist? Because this is a serious news story where they talk about these elves are sort of... Um, like you were saying, basically these. Well, kind I don't of- want to be a nerd here, but I believe the true definition of an elf would be a, fictori- a fictitious or a folklore character. Yeah. That is small in nature, pointy ears, and has magical powers. Correct. Okay. Like I believe that is what dis- differentiates elves from gnomes. So these are elves. So these guys these supposedly have magical powers, and they use these magical powers to survive in the frigid colds <laughs> of Iceland. And to fuck with your construction site? That's what this article claims. This is a legit article from the New York Times. I believe it. Um, They're saying that they believe these little elf people, as the elf lore continues there, and people talk about it every single day in Iceland. It sometimes even makes international news like it did this week after a series of disruptions happened when they had to deal with some flooding. They do believe that these little people live in the woods and essentially will come out and cause disruption. Now, I don't really believe in elves, but I do believe in gnomes. You know what I mean? Like, I do believe in gnomes because I, because you know how you're always missing that one sock? Yeah. Right? I 100% believe that there are gnomes out there that survive off our socks. And then just come into your room. And they just take, and here's the thing, they don't, they feel really guilty because they're nice creatures deep down, so they want to take both socks, so they just take the one. And that's why you always have that lone sock in your drawer. I, I just can't believe the amount of people they got to quote on this story, including a guy who's a spokesman for the Icelandic Road and Coastal Administration. He sent a four-page statement on the um, elves and his stance. He says, it cannot be denied that belief in the supernatural is the reason for local concerns. Around construction and development, the statement read, if a certain location is thought to be cursed or inhabited by elves, then this must be considered a cultural treasure. 
Okay. <laughs> a cultural treasure because, hold on, now that just okay, makes y'all bad shit crazy. You guys know these don't exist, right? I mean, that's what he's saying. He, they have to consider but it a cultural here's treasure. here's the thing. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to say, do it, guys. I'm going to support them in it because we believe in some crazy-ass shit here in the United States, too. Like what? Like, they must look at our notion of the tooth fairy or the Easter bunny and be like, these fucking people. You know, they are insane. Or even if they look at how serious, like, even our, our religious beliefs here, you know. Well, those but are how, worldwide. Yeah, but still, but how serious. I mean, come on now. Some stuff in any religious text is very, you go, this is fucking made up. Did George Lucas write this? Like, <laughs> there's no way this is real. So you're saying, look, if you can believe that, you can believe you can in be- Yeah, I can believe in gnomes. If I can be- okay, if I can sit there and believe in, you know. One of the major religions, I can believe in elves. So Weight Watchers this week, in order to promote a new campaign to help women like lose weight and gain subscription and everything, mm-hmm. ended up sending a lot of media women in Australia a light bulb to encourage them to have sex with the lights on. Do you think that's inappropriate or rude? A light bulb to encourage them to have sex with the lights on? Well, first off, what oh if the God. light bulb doesn't fit their lights, Sarah? I don't know, but they sent them, in any case, a light bulb that basically said, you know, love your body. We encourage you to have sex with the lights on. And a lot of the women in the media there in Australia found the campaign to be not good, sexist, and demeaning to women of all sizes. So, yeah, did they send it to men, too, or just to women? Just to women. Well, Weight Watchers is only women, right? Or is it men no, as well? it's men. It's so men as wh- well. So why would they send it to men, too? That way I would have to be like, okay, well, I don't want to look at myself. Um, the packaging read this when, when the um, some of the reporters received Received it. Um, it said, let's be honest. This is from Weight Watchers for uh-huh. a minute. Sex is pretty damn fantastic. But if you've ever felt self-conscious in the sack, you're not alone. We've heard that more than half of all women have avoided sex because they were worried about how they look. This globe is a, quote, mood light designed to give you a little boost in the bedroom. A PG sex toy, if you will. We hope it helps you start seeing yourself in a new light. To love how you look and love how you feel. Some PR firm got paid a lot of money for that stupid idea. Do you think that's insulting? Um, I mean, it's a. Li- I mean, I guess it's a little bit. But all they're trying to like say is they were just insulting. trying to say in a snarky way, "Love your body." You know, I think some people are taking it too seriously. You know, I, I mean, I know for a fact you have sex during, during like during daylight all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I go to bed. You go to I bed like at 6 p.m., 7 p.m. I so. went to bed last night at 8.45. And I'm not saying, like, you know, I was winding down or reading bed. Like, lights were out. I was asleep at 8.45. Mm-hmm. You try to get it all in before the 5 o'clock news. But I've been there. Oh, my God, absolutely. Yeah. But I've been there when you feel really self-conscious. I just can't imagine. I think that someone sending me a light bulb would just remind me of kind of how of self-conscious like how self-conscious you are. Not help me own it. Anyway, now um, Weight Watchers in Australia is apologizing for that. They say that their PR, you know, was taken out of context, that they wish they'd thought about it in a different way. Aw. I feel like that's... I so- love Australia, though. <laughs> Why? Because they can do that shit there. Here, it would have been shut down so long ago. <laughs> I, I still think they make some dumb PR mistakes here. And I just feel we like now they know lot. it. Really, Sarah? We make, Of course we do. They know it and they don't care. Hey, um, speaking of weight, though, this was kind of an interesting study. Now it says um, the new rules, if you're trying to lose weight, it no longer matters when you eat. Do you believe that? That, like, the rules of everybody has to eat breakfast in order to lose weight is wrong? That sometimes eating breakfast works for some people, other times it doesn't? Oh, that's going to ruin, that's going to mess your world up, huh? Well, I eat breakfast any, I'm hungry in the morning, so I eat three meals a day, no snacks. 
But that's what works for me. And, of course, I love this article because it is all about customizing. It's all about your health, how mm-hmm. you feel. And if you want to lose weight, you just have to eat when you're hungry. Stop before you're full. Eat when you're, you know, just eat till you're being satisfied. And you have to learn with your food issues. Because I used to eat to cover emotion. I was depressed, hated my job, was in a low place. So I would eat to kind of deal with that, to cope. Mm-hmm. What do you miss the most, Sarah? What do you miss the most out of out of, <laughs> I don't miss out of all of that eating? What was the food you missed the I most? I don't miss any mint chocolate chip, <laughs> peanut butter swirls. No, no, because now you know this about me. I eat every food. There's no food that's off limit. It's like with the Haribo gummy eating. bears. That's it. The Haribo gummy bears. That's no. what you miss. There's no food that's off limit. You just eat it in smaller portions. Now I'll order three cupcakes, but I eat like a little slice of each every day. Yeah, I know. It's fucking annoying. Every time we get food here, you take a bite out of everyone else's thing. And I go, Sarah, that's not fair. I can make the... Okay. I love variety, too. I, eat, I buy a lot of things now, and I have a little bite here, a little bite there. I also waste food, um, and I don't think twice about it. You know, people try and guilt you into, well, they're starving children, so finish your plate. But it's not like they're going to send that to Africa. Exactly. They're never going to send that to... It's compost, folks. So I, I no longer have that food guilt. So now I'll order something or a couple things. I'll eat a couple bites. I'll take it home, eat it later, or I'll throw it away. I'm not going to be pressured anymore to finish a plate because somebody thinks that this is going to someone in China. The reality is I'll donate, and that money will help feed somebody there. But this loaf of bread, no. You're going to get so much hate. You can hate on me all you want, but it's like take action. Your food that you order tonight is not going to, if you eat your whole plate... You're not helping anyone who's starving. I've I'm helping myself, you. though, Sarah. Okay? I feel great about it. Well, do you fall for that pressure? Do you feel like you need to finish your plate because uh, no, there's I never, someone starving? If I don't feel it, no, I don't give a shit about that at all. I mean, I do care, so I'm usually conscious about what I order and what I throw away. Um, also, the myth, have you heard this myth or have you had a friend who will eat every two to three hours? They say that eating two to three hours is one of the most annoying habits that you can have at work. The six meals a day portioned out in crisp-looking plastic food containers. And here's the thing. If you are thinking that this works for everybody, it doesn't. That's just what this article is saying. So for some people, the six meals does work. But if you are believing that for everyone, eating six meals will boost your metabolism, that is, in fact, false. I will say, though, for me, like I know that when I I travel, right, I always lose weight. And it's because I have these little meals all throughout the day. Because I want to try so much different things. I never actually have one big meal for breakfast, right? I'll have like a little bit here. Okay. Walk around for a few hours, have a little bit there. You and feel I, better. And I always come back having lost weight. And so I know for my body, that works because every time I eat six meals a day, like little ones, I'll lose like 20 pounds in a month. I think my brother does the kind of little meals a day. and they. But it's not some... satisfying though. Like it doesn't feel good. Like I personally like to sit there and eat a meal and then just like lay back and be like, oh yeah. That was great. Wow, that was delicious. Reminisce about what I had, about all the sauces, all the condiments, all the toppings, you know. Reminisce for a little bit. That's what you like. I like that feeling, though. I know it's not good for me. But I like that feeling. Um, Also, this one. If you are under the guise that everyone needs to stop eating a few hours before bedtime, that is also false. Again, it works for some people, but not everybody. You've probably heard the ill-advised saying to never eat after 6, 7, 8 o'clock at night. Because if you do, all your calories will automatically be stored as fat calories and you'll gain weight. The thing is, most diet-related rules of thumb, including those from crash and fad diets, are really just rituals to regulate your eating habits. That's because for a lot of people, nighttime eating often involves raids on ice cream, pizza, cookies, and all that. So if you're eating like one little meal at 8 o'clock and stopping, it's, tr- it's perfectly fine, which I would think you would agree with because Europeans eat late 
I mean, we, I mean, nine, ten, nine, ten o'clock. Like that's when I eat usually every day. So there you go. Uh, this whole article, if you want to learn more about it, was done by the British um, Journal of Nutrition. So they're the ones that now say there's some new rules. Um, Thank you, BJ. <laughs> that is so wrong. The British Journal. Right. Um, how about this? I, this is a serious one. This is another one where I feel like we need to get an expert on. But do, do you realize that there's a rise now in domestic abuse in relationships against men? Uh, the domestic abuse issue that doesn't get enough attention, but new research is saying that more and more men are in abusive, physically abusive, physically and verbally abusive relationships. Have you ever personally been in a relationship where you were physically abused by a woman? I mean, have I other? been like punched and smacked before? Absolutely. So would you consider that like basically you were in an no. abusive relationship? Actually, well, here the thing is, yes, it is technically, and if you want to sit there and call a spade a spade, and it's all about equal. Then yes, technically, you if I hit yeah. you and I would go to jail, that means if you hit me, you should go to jail. But I feel like um, as a guy, I'm usually a little bit more forward thinking about stuff like that. And I just thought to my mind, well, I know what I did. I fucking deserved it. So I'm just going to walk away now and not get, you know. And I would just like take the beating and just walk away. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, because at this point, I was like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to fight back. You're definitely going to put your arms up. Because even if you try to like stop them and push them away, you're going to end up hurting them and you're the one that's going to go to jail. So all you got to do is just got to fucking take the beating and then walk away. Well, they're saying that more and more men are in these abusive relationships, but because of societal expectations of masculinity, Ding. they play a role in discouraging men from getting help as victims of, of abuse or reporting it. So it never occurred to you that you should report it. Never occurred to me that I should have reported it, never. I mean, really? I, I, hear, I, I think in my head I knew that, wow, I should probably call this in, like, if, you know, if the roles were reversed. You know, and it, I was being—I was in her position. Yeah. She would have definitely called the cops on me way long time before that. But I don't know. I guess I never did. Are you also offended by films? Because in this article, the film also goes on to reference The Hangover, the first movie in 2009, in which a controlling woman belittles her boyfriend in a subplot that's supposed to be humorous. They say these ongoing depictions of a verbally abusive wife or girlfriend in TV shows and movies is now getting to the point where it's really hurting men. Do you think that's true? But I know so many girls like that, and I know they're boyfriends, and it's fine. They're in happy relationships. They would consider it happy? Yeah, I mean, look at The guy's stupid. He knows it, and she just pretty much yells at him to make sure he does everything right. It works. Because I have one girlfriend, and all I would say she's kind of taking a break from dating, but most of her relationships end in um, throwing a plate at the guy's head. And I'm like, this is not good. This mm. is like a really bad pattern. No, see that to me that shows passion. I would see a girl like that <laughs> and be. No, that's I would abuse. see a girl. No, I would see a girl like that and be like, wow, she loves me enough to kill me. Like that's a lot of love. That's abuse. That's a lot of love. You Sarah. Into, oh my god. You don't think that's crazy? But I, I think here the thing is I've also I'm a little bit jaded because I'm a little bit crazy myself and I've dated a lot of crazies and it just fe- it just seems so much more natural. Like whenever I really have a good like if I hang out with somebody right and we sit there and we have this like connection okay and I feel that connection that connection usually isn't like love or passion that connection is me realizing holy shit she's as crazy <laughs> as I am this is gonna work out. And that's what that connection is. It has nothing to do with, oh, like, God. you know, the conversation we had. It's just that there's something. There's a twinkle in their eye or there's something that they do or we're driving and they just flip out on a driver randomly or a pedestrian randomly. And I go, holy shit. 
I, this is going to work out really no, fucking well. You're having your Donald Trump moment. You know that of him basically saying that troubled women are better in bed. That's that's what I you're didn't saying. say that. I said that I look at them and the connection I have is usually because I realize, wow, we're just as crazy as each other. This is going to work out. <sighs> okay, I'm a nutsack too, Sarah. I think a lot of women, if men were throwing plates at their heads, they would be calling the police. And well, I feel yeah. like I, I know, but I'm just saying, like I know a lot of women who've done this to men. I think it's terrible. I mean, I'm telling you this, like, I don't know, I've seen my aunts throw plates at their husbands way more times than I want to admit, so. That's domestic abuse. This is amazing to me. Um, anyway, the, a new story out that we're talking about says, if you are a guy in a relationship that you believe is verbally or physically abusive, confide in someone you trust, inform a health care provider, go to a local court to seek a restraining order, or call the National Domestic Violence Hotline which is 800-799-7233. I just think that you've never, like, you've never had a crazy, like, I'm looking back at the relationships that I know you've had. They're all really I, calm. Like, oh, these I, are yeah. all really calm guys. I mean, here's how I'm I, not attracted Oh, my to God. Crazy. I feel like a fight with you and Dan would be the most boring <laughs> damn thing ever. The most Why? boring thing ever. So I'm upset. Well, Dan, let's talk about it then. No, we argue. Well, that's, you know, that's you guys arguing right there. This is how you guys argue. Yeah, so I think that we should do this. Well, Dan, I think we should do this. No, okay, we get well, heated. I, I, no, I'll you yell got, at no, him. You He'll... say that, but you're not really heated. I'm talking about when was the last time you sat there and you threw a cordless phone? Well, I guess no one has cordless <laughs> phones anymore. When was the last time you sat there and you just threw something? At the when was the last time you randomly just, like, broke something? Just because you were so pissed. Never. You've we never, never do that stuff. No, I never. You've never thrown your phone. You've never been so no. pissed after getting off the phone with your with your significant other no. that you threw your phone inside your car and managed Mm-mm. to like actually crack your windshield. No, I've done that. That is like you need anger management. No, it happens, Sarah. I will tell you this. I'm not this crazy, but uh, you're not. Oh, here we go. No, no, okay. no. I'm not this crazy, but. Talking about throws of passion is getting upset. One year, my dad got so pissed off over them putting kosher salt at the table, like instead of like regular table salt, and he got some stuck in his teeth, and he got and he just flipped his shit because he was like really stressed about stuff, and he threw away all the desserts at Thanksgiving, like down the dumpster. Oh shit. my god, Mr. Cobrosley, crazy. That is... See now that to me, that's when I go. Well, they work together because my stepmom's a little bit nuts like that, too. My dad's a little bit nuts, and they work together really well. Like, And it's funny because, as crazy as that sounds to you, that's like one of their favorite stories to share about their love. Okay, I guess I definitely have a different... So you just have a way different perspective, you know? I do. There's people that thrive in chaos, Sarah. I find I thrive in chaos. You don't... You're a tropical no. fish. I, yeah. You literally, one drop of salt water and you're dead. Like, you are just... That's it. I could never... No, that's way too much drama for me. I wanted to find this story. I don't know if I can um, pull it up. But do you think, in general, people who purchase um, former cop vehicles are crazy? Like, like people that go out and search for a car that used to be a cop car, but now they're selling it to the general public. Do you think there's something wrong with someone who, who wants to drive around a vehicle that looks as though they're a police officer, but they're not an officer? Um, well, here's the thing. I know two of my friends back in college had, like, ex-cop cars. You know, like they had the Crown Victoria, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 those. So they had those. Uh, one had one because he was fucking crazy. <laughs> And he liked this pretend, you know, like he just had these like dreams and fantasies of like that he was a cop. Like, yeah, of like being like a 1970s police officer with a mustache, driving around his Crown Vic, like killing it, right? But my other friend, which he got the Crown Vic, and it actually made a lot of sense, was because he used to smoke a lot of weed in his car. Oh, so he didn't want to get so he didn't know. So that way, people would freak out, you know, because they would see they would think he was the cop, but he was like, no one's ever looking. It's a Crown Victoria. Like cops think I'm cops. 
I think it's so strange that you're trying to go out and buy a cop car and then drive it around. I mean, if it's cheap, why not? It's a car. It's got well, four wheels. That's what they're saying. You know, more and more uh, people are buying used cop cars because the price is usually so good. But they do say, remember, not all cop cars are treated equally. You really have to know your uh, vehicles. The best one to buy is an off-duty car because that probably didn't see a lot of action. They say, in general, a patrol car, those are pretty junky. Um, yeah, that's what I want. I want a patrol car. <laughs> I want the same one that, you like, want a patrol I want car. a patrol car. If I'm going to buy a cop car, I want the same one that they wrote, that they drove drove like the real housewives into jail in like that's what i want that's what i want here they are the patrol cars are super cheap because usually the engines are nearly blown they also say many different officers can drive them so while some might treat the car well others can't and then they say depending on like the jurisdiction some police departments have a lot of money so they can maintain the vehicles and others don't oh my god if you ever got a police an unmarked police vehicle Oh, my Lord. Are you kidding me, Sarah? I would never do that to myself. I think that would be so funny. That's just me asking to get arrested. You, oh, God, driving around in that? Oh, how Mm -hmm. hysterical would that be? Um, If you're in the D.C. and Virginia area, police are now warning you, don't fall for a couple of guys who are waiting at off-ramps, flagging you down, and then asking you for money because they're supposedly stranded. Two men were arrested last week, and they say that this is a complete scam. Well, why the hell are you stopping on the highway anyways? <laughs> it's someone on the highway going, I'm stranded, I need money. No, no, no. If you're stranded on the highway, guess what you do? You walk off the highway and you go find, like, well, you know. here's the thing. They'll walk up onto 66 and they'll go, oh, my car, it's stranded down there on Lee Highway. Could you give me some money? They're flagging people down in the off-ramps. Officers say the scam involves imposters who pose as stranded motorists who flag down cars and then ask for money. The incidents can cause massive traffic delays, which is their bigger concern, and in some case, accidents. State police are also saying that these have happened in Arundel, Allegheny County, Prince George's County, um, and they're all on these exit ramp scams. Scams. That's not really a scammer. Is that just a homeless man, like (laughs) with a little business sense? That doesn't sound like a scam to me at all. That just sounds like a little business sense coming from somebody. I would fall for that. Yeah, I would fall for that in a heartbeat. There's there's a guy that stands down by the National Mall that has a sign that says "Need money for weed," and people (laughs) give him so much money all the time. Well, and and everybody appreciates the honesty. That's why he gets so much weed. No, but here's the thing, though. If you actually talk to him, he doesn't even smoke that much. He's like, oh, I don't even smoke that much. I'll maybe buy, like... But he'll do it because it's funny. It it gets people... It gets him way more money. He's like, I can make, like, 100 bucks a day just standing here. I go buy a 10 bag of weed, smoke that, and I got 90 bucks to live off of. When you're flying, like, internationally, because you fly a lot internationally, Mm -hmm. do you ever fly, like, um, priority... uh, Passenger, like any, you know, or do you ever pay to get into? You know how sometimes you can upgrade yourself and then you'll get into like the frequent flyer lounge or something like that and you'll have like Delta Miles. You'll get like perks. You know, you can get to sit in those lounges. Do I upgrade? No, but do I have a, do I have memberships? Yeah, I have memberships to all of them. Well, I didn't realize this, but once you're in sort of an elite passenger program, oftentimes you'll get assigned like a customer service representative who will basically make anything for you possible, right? So like if you need your shirt dry cleaned while you're doing while you're at a layover, yeah. like they're a concierge service. Well, yeah. I know. I need to fly this though. Well, like my mother, for instance, when she used to travel like frequently, I'm talking about long like international trips two three times a month you know what i mean when i was growing up like she was gone all the time 
she had it like set up so every time I would travel with her because you know she already had the cards and everything we would go in there and we would sit there they would take me she'd be like oh my god can you please just take my son they would literally take me to a game room I'd go play video games for two hours mom would sit there get a massage like relax you know they would give her a computer so she could you know check some work and type some stuff up yeah, That's it's like normal. amazing. Well, now they're saying that a Pacific agent who is part of a high-end concierge service out of Hong Kong is in major trouble after helping a passenger who was flying into Hong Kong with 20 live hairy crabs get the crabs in by finding a kitchen in the airport and then cooking the crabs and putting them back in the man's suitcase. Wait, what's wrong with that? So you, because you can't take the live animals, right? But you can take the cooked ones, can't you? Yeah, but you can't bring in a live. They've already landed in Hong Kong. Yeah. The guy, they. This is the part two. So they end up taking these crabs and the man and the man's luggage beyond security, like beyond customs, uh-huh. to go cook these crabs. So then he can then go back to customs and get out and get into Hong Kong. That's their issue. Okay, but it's a what's wrong? Like it's good customer service right there. You do what you got to do for the customer. Well, that's the agent's argument. Yeah. See, she had no idea. These crabs are from Taiwan, and they are not legal to take to other countries. The employee is now in uh, hot water for a bad pun with authorities because she brought the passenger from arrivals to departures without going through the proper channels, and then found a kitchen that would actually cook and kill these. What? I mean, why did you eat? There's no word on why this guy was bringing them in. Because they're delicious, Sarah. Yeah, you're going to eat them. A hairy crab is really good. It's probably delicious. Yeah, man. It's definitely delicious. Uh, The flight attendant also wrapped the crabs up like this. Aw, <laughs> that's so cute. Look at them. See, and that's then trying to take him through customs. At this point, Sarah, you're paying like almost two, three times the price for every one of your flights than someone else, right? You're flying five, six times, you know, probably ten times, you know, the amount of anyone else flying, right? The average person. Mm-hmm. You spend so much money with the airlines, the least they can do is steam some hairy crabs for you. Well, that's what the the person's argument is, but this woman may actually be fired for it. I mean, I've gone in there, like, usually when I get there, like, if I have, like, a five-hour or a four-hour layover somewhere, I will even just, like, go and I'll just call in advance because my cousins work for the airlines or I have family that works for the airlines, and I'll get them just to give me, like, a card for my trip so that way I can go in the club pass. You can go in there. You can eat like a king. You I can drink. Imagine. Oh, my gosh. The Emirates Club, dude. Oh, right. the Emirates Lounge. Shit, dude. I'm just so shocked how many people will bring a live animal to an airport knowing that you can't transport many of them to other countries, and yet they do. It's like it blows my mind. It's 2016. Who doesn't know this? Have you never seen those TV shows about customs agents? <laughs> they like they have one for like Australia, one for Canada, one for the U.S. They're all the exact same show, and it just shows people from foreign countries trying to smuggle in like live chickens. Crabs, I know, it's snakes. nuts. It's nuts. Um, speaking of live animals, where do you stand on this? You know, there's been a ton of stories in a video that circulated recently that's now got like 300,000 views about all the rat infestation in D.C. And that apparently in DuPont Circle, all these restaurants are like filled with rats. Oh, my God. Who's, Did you see this one this at Z Burger? This isn't news, guys. This is not news. People are just so stupid that they go there. It's 2 in the morning. They walk by a restaurant, which guess what? These rats... Rats own the city. Hate to break it to you guys. Any major city anywhere in the world, okay, except for maybe Singapore, right, will have rodents. They live there. Like, where else are they going to live, guys? They live underground, and they burrow their way in. You can't, you know, you can do as much as you can, but... 
You can't but like DC it's impossible is to like stop the it. Third most rat infested city in the country. Like that's here, to put it in perspective, so to put it in perspective, people think that's so gross and disgusting. If the health department walks in and they see a rat, yeah, you will not get shut down for that as long as you can prove that you've been trying to take like you have the problem taken care of and you're doing whatever. But here's like that doesn't get you shut down because you, these rats are out of control in Dupont Circle. And then so this video at Z Burger, well, whose the fault rat is, is that? crawling all over the counters. Like, okay, but here's my question. Why can't they put out traps? Or, like... Sarah, do you understand they do put out traps? Those The rats just don't walk into them. You act like what? So if you have a rat, okay, you what have about a rat... rat poison? Do people use that anymore? They do use it, Sarah. I'm telling you this. I know friends that have restaurants, right? They have literally a dozen rat traps set up. They have everything that they have, you know... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, pest control come out once a month. Well, so they do like they do everything that they can possibly do, Sarah. The city, like New York City, like London, like Paris, okay, DC, okay, DC is on that list. We have a bunch of rats, guys. You live in the city, and unfortunately, it's not me. It's the problem. It's the people that come in the city. They party at night. What do they do? They throw their trash on the floor. They throw all this food. They're getting junk food. They're throwing oh. it like so. It's really it's not us. Like when you ever see someone walk out of their way to throw something in a trash can, ninety percent of the time there's someone that actually lives in the city. Because they're the ones that realize this is why we have rats and this is how we get rid of them. Well, I just can't understand. At my old building, Sarah, do you understand my old building? Like the dumpsters, you had to go and you had to like throw a rock at the dumpsters first so the rats would uh, scatter and then you could go in there and open it because you didn't want the rats to jump out at you uh, and you're trying to throw the trash away. Can't these, can't we feed them more poison? I mean, what are these? Are they too sophisticated to eat the rat pellets? Sarah, I don't think you realize that you just can't sit there and poison 10,000 rats in the city at once because you understand. I would. How much would that smell well, and they're all gonna die in the walls and stuff like there was i'll tell you a really gross oh, like when people were posting like Simi, what do you think about this i go there's rats fucking everywhere get over it guys like the rats in dc don't care at all the rats and the squirrels have zero zero fear of humans oh, there was a time that i was at a restaurant okay no joke i'm not gonna mention the restaurant but we were there and you could just hear this me. okay me. no i'd be out of there we're like, what the fuck? And so we're sitting there at the bar, and then we go and we walk by the bathroom, and we put our ear next to the wall, and we hear the me, uh, uh-uh. me, and we're like, oh my god! And it was a rat that was trapped between the wall and was just dying. This kills me though because I don't want to eat in Dupont Circle anymore. Sarah, I watch but these no, but videos. Thing, yeah, the rats are in Virginia too. I don't know. They I are. I don't think they can swim across no, the river. No, they can, Sarah. But they just don't have as many because you don't have as big of a population. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're so condensed in the city that that's where rats live. I will tell you this, like we take care of them. I have done my fair share of stomping on rats when they were. Ah! I've been in a kitchen before that I've actually. I've, I've been at a restaurant before that I looked back and I actually saw someone in the kitchen stomping on a rat that ran into the oh, kitchen randomly. Oh my God, that's so. And these rats are brazen, Sarah. Because here's the thing even if you have, like, like I've actually seen a rat follow a customer in. You know what I mean? Like, they open the door and the rat just darts in and they're like, fuck! And now there's a rat in the middle of the dining room and there's nothing you can do, but like... Oh, God. I can't It's even. how it is, man. The rat... Look at... I will tell you this, though. They don't get into this stuff. You have to look at the quality of the restaurant, all right? All the restaurants in D.C., they don't wrap anything just in, like, plastic wrap. It's always got to be, like, container. in a hard container. Okay. That's for that reason. Because, you know, even they'll, like, gnaw through it. You put everything in the coolers because they don't walk in the coolers and stuff for some reason. Right. It's too so, cold. Uh, yeah. So, like, you know, you got, you can plan it and you can, you can, you can, you know when you go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I will tell you what, there's a, there's a couple Subway places I won't eat at because I know where the rats <laughs> oh, hang out. I don't even want to know. I'm telling you, I'm, I can't even, 
I, I don't know if I can eat in DuPont Circle anymore. And here's the thing. Yes, I mean, you I'm, can. Shut, it's not, but the other thing, people I know, are freaking out over I've, what? A rat walked over. Do you know how much gross stuff goes through? So you're telling me you're going to go eat at a restaurant in Virginia, right? I'm trying to eat out less and less. Okay, where how many people have you think have eaten off that same fork that you're about <sighs> to use? I don't even want to know. I don't. But I yet, know, I, a rat running over a table. It's like, oh, well, I can't go there anymore. There's a rat. There's I'm, rats everywhere. You're gonna be stuck in a. You're gonna be stuck in a room. I'll bring my own silverware. It'll get to that point. You, well, are. you know, I've had my run-ins with rats, and that my parents used to own a camp in Maine. We had to bring our own water because you couldn't drink the lake water, and they would cut a hole in the top of these two-gallon water bottles. And one time, a rat fell in there and drowned. And we kept drinking the water, and we were like, God, this tastes, tastes weird. weird. And it was a dead rat in the bottom, and I, yeah, that's it. I but can't. still, Sarah, look, did you die? Ugh. No. Okay, it tasted a little funky? Sure. But you live. Gross. Um, before we get to deep thoughts from the men on Tinder, do you have any stories? I, I want to know what's going on with you. You always find fascinating things. What? Do you want to? Oh, uh, I mean, I can tell you about this crazy wedding over the weekend. Yes, tell us about oh that. Gosh. Yeah, I want to know what's going on with you. I think I'm finally, like, I mean, I'm still hungover a little bit from it, but it was so awesome. Well, what happened? This is your dear friends. My dear friends, Chris and Katie. Okay. Which I've known them. Like, I mean, when they started to date, I hung out with them literally daily, you know? Oh, you've so, known them for years for and years. years, right? And so we had this they had this amazing wedding out in Gettysburg, which, by the way, it's like... Oh, every, beautiful. Which I've never been. Have you ever been to Gettysburg? Yes. It's okay. gorgeous. It is yes. exactly what I thought it was. It was a bunch of crazy white guys trying to reenact the Civil War. <laughs> okay. And, well, that's true. Yeah, there's a lot so of that. All of a sudden, you have this onslaught of just like a couple hundred people from DC just flooding into Gettysburg. And yeah, we had a great time, man. I mean, it's a tiny ass place. Isn't it's it really beautiful, beautiful, though? Gorgeous. I mean, it looks nice, but here's the thing. I'm also going to tell you this like, having been raised in Iowa, a tree is a fucking tree. Like, but it's totally so doesn't... historic. Don't no, you I drive sit... through Gettysburg and get goosebumps? You're like, the amount of people that died here and how life-changing. It's just crazy. It's very eerie. Yeah, I do get goosebumps when I go through Gettysburg because I go, how are there still Confederate flags around? <laughs> but it's part okay, of the museum. Okay, like, how are there still Confederate flags around? Because it's part of the museum. And I was like, I'm curious to see people walking around with, like, the gray hats and shit. Yeah. And I was like, motherfuckers, you do know you lost. <laughs> like, you do realize that's really, that's pretty racist. But like, Probably reenactors. No, no, and Sarah. Then, these are tourists that they're wearing. There's no reenactor wearing jorts. Okay, <laughs> there's no one walking around in some Levi's jorts, right? A no fear T-shirt and a gray Civil War hat, and be like, I'm here to reenact. No, no, no. They're clearly here to live back to the days when people were not equal. So, okay, you the wedding was up there. The wedding it was, was up there. It was amazing. It was super awesome. I will tell you this, though. Um, if you ever get a chance to go to a wedding with someone that works in the industry, right? Like In the restaurant like In the restaurant okay. bar industry, okay? You have to go. Because they are the greatest weddings of all time. This is like my fourth industry wedding, and I'm telling you. Even the craziest Indian wedding, even the craziest Tunisian wedding I've been to, five days long, you know, hundreds of people still can't compete. It was just so good. They're I bet epic, the food man. was so delicious. The food, actually, the food was all right. It was good. It was I, good. I bet the food was so but good. Still, like, the all the drinking, all the partying. I mean, yeah, you have people that, you know, that literally get paid for a living to entertain people and to party, you know, to help them party. So when they finally have a night to party themselves, it's like... It was epic. I felt like I was with the Olympic team playing (laughs) basketball. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Well, good. What else happened? Anything exciting? Well, I told you that my dad was there, so that's been like the, you know, it's been the roughest part of the whole time. I know. you've had. To, it's tough when you have to entertain family entertain and then also family. try and keep your regular life and job and all that. It's also, a lot going and on. And you're the thing, and people, like, you don't understand this, but anyone that's foreign or has foreign family understands totally 
how they love to fucking shop when they come here. That is all they right. do, right? So at one point, my cousin's talking about how he wants to go see, like, the White House and that thing with the, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, Abraham Lincoln. Okay, yeah, yeah, Lincoln right? Memorial. I was, like, okay. Memorial. I was like, all right, sweet. I'll take you guys to the National Mall. Let's go. Well, in their foreign heads, all they heard was, mall? Oh, they thought it was and shopping. Then, no, and then the next thing I know, they go, hey, actually... We heard you want to take us down there. We found another mall we want to go to called Pentagon City Mall. We should go there. And you get stuck six hours walking around, and they tell and they have their notions because they've heard random things from random friends of theirs that maybe have come. And they go, oh, you know what I really want? I heard about this place called Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Let's go to Cheesecake. And you know me. Like, I'm such a food snob. Oh, I was like, like no. fuck no. So I refuse. But, I mean, all they really want was, like, I tried to take them out to get, like, ethnic food and, like, stuff like that. No, no, no. Pizza and burgers is pretty much all they okay. want. That's, like, all it is. Oh, my God. So. But it's been a good time. Well, good. Well, now you can recover and get back to you. Get back to your you time. Go back to my me time. Uh, look, if you have a story suggestion that you think that we should cover, you can always email us, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at HeyFrage.com. Uh, one of the interviews that we need your help with. So I'm currently looking for a woman who was a CEO or a boss or someone in authority who treated her female employees like crap, but now sees the error of her way. So is now reformed because here's the thing. I want to have a discussion. This has been fascinating to me. All right. I've worked for some interesting bosses. That's a pretty niche question there. It is a very niche question. But the reason I want to talk about it is because, you know, I, I spoke at this Women in Alliance event that I told you about. The one you got booed at? Right. The one that I got booed okay, at for yeah, basically because okay. I think that chivalry should be dead in, uh-huh. in some ways. But um, anyway, a lot of the discussion was talking about how do you – it was supposed to be this male panel and questions to these guys. But a lot of the question was how do you deal with other females who seem to want to keep you down? And so I'm fascinated by this. And a lot of the women had experiences with female bosses who – we're like we're, we're harder on their career than men and i'm curious and as you know this podcast we don't judge so i really want a woman who worked in authority and who feels like maybe at times in her career she mistreated other women and realizes that it is and has changed because i think that would be fascinating and very brave so sarah at hayfrage.com a lot of people have um because i put this out on facebook and a lot of people said well i want to nominate someone but i'm not sure if this female boss realizes that, that she bitch. was awful to yeah me. <laughs> That's what you're literally asking. You go, hey, were you a no, bitch to your employees? Do you want to talk about it and maybe not get hired anywhere else ever again? Come on the Hey Phrase Show. No, I think you can. First of all, I would not. For this interview, I mean, we use the B word on the time. We use bitch all the time on this word. But I wouldn't say bitch. I would just say, do you feel like you were harder on your female employees than men? And why? And maybe, and here's the thing, maybe you, you know, maybe you're still really tough on women, but there's going to be a reason for why so many women are still encountering other women who are not lifting them up, which is kind of what we talk about all the time and what we see on Facebook or perceive, but it's not really always happening. So... Why is that? Is well, that- as the other woman on this show, I could just interview you, Sarah, because you're pretty hard on me as my oh, boss. It's so not true. So please, uh, look. Once a month, we do a segment called "Deep Thoughts from the Men on Tinder" or "Deep Thoughts from the Tinderellas." Do we have a little sounder for that? Sarah, you're just supposed to keep on talking, and I naturally oh. play it. Way to be, way to be a pro here. What is this? Your first podcast? All right, starting up. Cut. All right, go again. Cut. And boom, action. All right. So once a month, we do this segment on the show called "Deep Thoughts from the Men on Tinder or the Tinderellas." Okay. Deep thoughts 
Now that's a fucking pro move right there. That is a pro move. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and what we do is, look, you can always tweet at us, Snapchat us, email us a funny profile of men or women that you come across. Bumble, we'll take those except, you know, those... Um, what is it? Submissions. Thank Submissions? You. Yeah. I didn't know what you were going for with that. I was like, what word are you looking for, Sarah? There's about 15,000 I could think of. So these are real profiles for men, and here we go. Here are some of them. Jerry, 28. Jerry. Is it the Jerry that we know? Oh, no, it isn't. I'm but, talking about but, the... But this Jerry, this Jerry I don't think is looking for. This guy seems straight. No, wait, I'm talking oh. about the old Jerry. The old man, remember the old mailman that we used to fucking have? <laughs> You don't remember that old mailman? Who are you talking about? Oh, no, I'm Someone talking about the old mailman. Jerry 28. Remember the guy that said my favorite kind of tea is T-W-A-T? <laughs> that guy. That's who I'm talking about, Sarah. That's the Jerry I was referring to. Sorry, but as you were with oh, your Jerry. Oh, God. Uh, swipe right and get to know me. Mm-hmm. I want a, a woman to make my D hard, but not my life. Ooh. <laughs> That's actually a really good... I may get that tattooed on me. I'm going to try this one, but I'm not sure if I'm going to get his the pronunciations correct or not. Oh, Jesus. Abish, 24. One hell of a guy. He's Abish? The Times of India. Okay. I wish I could be more like him. Sanchin, Tendarkar. He's got it made. Ratan Tata. He's a total swipe right. Deepak Pendukawan. <laughs> Simply the best. So Mom. pretty much you don't understand any of the references, and that's why you're so lost. I don't get any of them. Are those real references to what? I don't know. Give me one of the Is names. Is this a movie? Spell me one of the names, I don't Sarah. know. I just thought, they, I thought those were his friends, well, and I'm just mutilating their names. I'll find out right now. Look at Ratan Tata. Actually, he is a famous person. Oh, he, Ratan Tata is a Ratan famous person. Ratan Naval Tata GBE is an Indian businessman, investor, philanthropist, and chairman emeritus of Tata Sons. Oh, nice. Okay, we'll see. These are real endorsements. Dude, look at this, man. Tata GE to train 10,000 healthcare. This guy went to Cornell University, Harvard. Oh, there you go. All right, see? Perfect. See? He's 78, so he still got it. What did you do, Sarah? Stop messing with the microphone. I just touched it. Well, why do you touch the microphone? <laughs> How about Rob? I just said, why do you touch the microphone? And the next thing you do is you touch the microphone. I had to fix it. Rob, 27. I don't do laundry. I don't do windows. I don't do carpets. I don't do bathtubs. I don't do toilets. I don't do diapers. I don't do washing. I don't do basements. I don't do dinners. And I don't do reading. I was like, and then I'm not doing you then. I do you, though. That's no. That's bad. At what was it, the reading? You weren't into the reading? Not into the reading part. And lastly, Michael, 20. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Mm. You little stupid ass bitch, I ain't fucking with you. Oh, <laughs> good old Big Sean. Oh, my God, and this kid is so white. Would Whiter you, than I am. Really? Yes. Let me see his picture. Yeah. Look at this kid. Totally hashtag oh. whiter than fresh. Holy shit. He's like, he's like Harry Potter from Maine. <laughs> Exactly. That's fantastic. Uh, so there are some Tinder profiles. If you have a funny one, like I said, you can always email it to us, Sarah at HeyFrage.com. All right. I think that's it. Tomorrow, air sex guitar and breast cancer awareness. Why don't month. you mess with the microphone some more? Just, you know, okay. just... My mom will be on. We have an air Your sex guitar. Your mom's going to be on it's tomorrow? It's breast cancer awareness month. She's a survivor. She's yes. She's going to be on on the same day that we're going to have air sex. You, <laughs> yes. This is why I help produce the show, Sarah. Bye. Bye. 